All right, beautiful people. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in. Let me tell you, you are in for a treat because this wonderful, incredible, amazing, I can continue to go on, beautiful lady here. Ah, where do I start? I saw her on Instagram and I instantly fell in love with her, what she's doing, her talents. When I tell you, okay, y'all gonna wanna follow her like right now. Tondalea, please, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Tondalea. Um, Takapu is my last name, but everyone calls me T. Well, I would say in the last two years, everyone calls me Miss T because that's what the rascals call me. Um, I run a STEM program called Club Lab Rascals. That's us on Instagram, on Facebook. We're on Twitter, but we're not really on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, we're called Club Lab Rascals. And we're really just about exposing kids to STEM at a very, very young age. So STEM is in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Our big focus is really representation and really getting black and brown kids interested in STEM and hopefully they pipeline into STEM to be STEM professionals. That's the goal. <laughs> That's amazing because I want to just talk about the black and brown skin, not being interested in STEM. And actually, as we go through history, this black history, right? Don't we have incredible, amazing, historical, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like that is like a yeah. total misnomer. Like it is not true that black and brown people are not interested in STEM. We're underrepresented in the field because we're not giving the same resources as other communities. So if you're not exposed to something, then how are you going to have an interest in it? Wow. I mean, we can just talk on that. Like really? So I'm, um, what made you step up to the challenge? Because I'm sure it wasn't just like, I have this idea and everything just fell in place. Or did it? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's so funny. Um, I was talking to my husband and he was like, someone was like, so what made you become an entrepreneur? I was like, I did not decide to become an entrepreneur. Like that was never like on my roadmap. Like I, 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 I just didn't um, think of it that way. Um, so to give a little history about me, I've always been into educating kids. Um, I'm in the Air Force. I've been in the Air Force almost 19 years now, and I'm from inner city Detroit. So I did not have the best school system. And that's a whole nother story of just my, my education. But when I joined the Air Force, every single base that I've ever been stationed at, I've, I've tutored in a local community. Um, I've tutored at elementary schools when I was in Japan on base. So it was Americans, I don't know Japanese. <laughs> and I uh, then I went to Florida. Um, I tutor kids in a program called Saturday Scholars in Florida. And it's crazy that those kids are on Instagram and they're in their twenties now. <laughs> and um, then when I got stationed in DC, I tutored with this program called For the Love of Children. So I've just always kind of been an educator at heart when it comes to elementary school kids because um, I just really get them. And I people always say I have a lot of patience for kids because I just talk to them. Like I just treat them like people and they're just fun. So I just love to, to listen to them. I actually love to listen to kids because I just think they're so intriguing and they just always have something to say. And I think so many times, you know, a lot of times we're so busy that we don't have a patience to listen to them because it takes them a long time to get it out. <laughs> so, but I, I have that patience. So I'm like, really, really? So, you know, most parents don't like when their kids are like, well, why, why? Well, I'm going to, I keep going. <laughs> so, so that kind of let me know that teaching was kind of in my core when it comes to educating. And then, so I started having kids. My oldest um, is six. And my husband is an electrical engineer. I um, do cybersecurity. So we are both in the STEM field. We were very like proactive in exposing our kids. We live in Prince George's County, Maryland, which is predominantly black. It's a, a very um, black area. But I was having to drive to Northern Virginia to, you know, drive into the city, into Northwest DC, to, to certain areas that were considered prestigious 
to expose them to these things. And it frustrated me. So I was like, well, you know, I'm smart enough to do this. I'm going to start my own program. Well, I didn't think program. I just said, I'm going to put some STEM in my community. So it really started off as like, I called it STEM Saturdays. I sent out an evite to like, my kids were in daycare. They weren't in school yet. So I would just send it to like my friends that had kids the same age, their their parents in the daycare. And they would just come over my house like one Saturday a month in my living room. We didn't have furniture. And I would rent these little tables and I would set it up all cute. And I would just, we would just do something. Um, it got really popular. <laughs> it was like 25 kids in my living room. And I was like, okay. I want this out of my living room. So my goal really was to get out of my living room. It was never to be this national <laughs> business that like 500 kids would do. That was that was not on, 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 you know, my mind at the time. It was just really, you know, bringing something to my community that I wanted for my kids. And I just feel like um, what my kids have, a lot of kids don't have. My kids have parents that are in STEM so we kind of know but what I didn't have is kind of a lot of parents it's like you don't know what you don't know so we wanted to be that to our community so that's that, how we <laughs> that is amazing incredible how you started was just a need for yourself created it and then everybody like hold up we want in too <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yes. amazing but I'm so glad you cleared up because you you talked about a lot just now, but you cleared up that, no, we're not ignorant. So we really need to stop treating each other like we're stupid. And then children, same thing. They're not dumb. They're just little. They're small. They're cute, but they're, they're so intelligent. And I tell my kids all the time, you have intelligence inside of you. We're just, you know, we're trying to bring it out um, because, yeah, you have to learn and grow all of us do in areas and mature but they are born with natural gifts and talents yes I, I totally agree and that's why like you have multiple kids from you know it, you have multiple kids that you raise so it's the nurture part because you're going to nurture your kids but they're so different you know my two kids are complete opposites so I know that that is something that is within them you know and, and that's how you know like like you just said, like kids have something unique within themselves. Yeah. And I mean, you're doing a great job bringing it out because when I first went onto the page, onto the site, I said, oh my gosh, I have got to get in on the action. <laughs> like you can me in and you look so comfortable. You look like you really enjoy it. And the reviews, they're like, yeah, I, I get this. And I'm like, we should be able to do amazing things and teach it at a digestible, um, you know, packaged way that everybody can learn. And then, you know, just go up from there on the different levels because you guys are in some really very intelligent fields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the things these kids know, um, I mean, they're they're phenomenal kids, like, I always tell the kids, like, y'all are way smarter than me. Yeah. I just have more years on this planet, but I did not know. I have, like, a lot of times they ask me questions, and I'm like, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to reach out to one of my scientist friends. I, I'm not sure of that one. <laughs> but that's amazing, because like you said, we just kind of pass it by, don't think of it. But your answer, parents, I'm talking to you usually it's right there in your child that mm -hmm. next generation if you sit down think about what you ask god because god says that our children are a blessing usually he has packaged something inside of them that's going to be an answer to solve so many problems do you feel that way when you look at these children oh and your god. own because you have your own too absolutely absolutely like I, so it, it, like, so many times I look at these kids and I'm just like, I really am so excited to see who you become because I know that so many of these kids, most of these kids are really going to impact the world. 
and um, it's this one little girl. Her name is Mariah. <laughs> and I'd be like, Mariah, you're 10 going on 30. Like this little girl is, <laughs> she is a, a, a child version of Angela Davis, okay? <laughs> and she is just so intelligent and she studies like college level stuff about marine biology and she's really into saving the planet and I even um, reached out to her a 10 year old and I said can I can you do some consulting with me I know you really love marine biology the kids want a marine biology camp can you help me build a camp for marine biology she was like sure let me let me look at my calendar (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh do I have to book her like really (laughs) already that's amazing she is phenomenal she is phenomenal <laughs> so yeah so a lot of times like you say the answer is with them so when we're developing curriculum of course my kids they like I have so many boxes of, of things and we're always doing things and then like they'll be like Mm-mm, don't we don't like this one mommy oh no no the lab rascal's not gonna like this one mommy so they're kind of like they help me understand if we're teaching it at a di- in a digestible way um, how they're retaining it so they kind of we do it that way but we also talk to the rascals during camp like we'll say what what do you guys want to camp on or if we have two ideas which one do you guys want to do and we will do that um we will even go off our, our like schedule so we did space camp in november and that was not the next camp. We was not going to do that one next. We were going to do chemistry. Um, but that's what they wanted. So we we did it. We did what they wanted. It was kind of one of our most popular camps because we had a whole Black female astronaut come. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's just really listening to kids and letting them know that their voice matters. And not just saying it, but I really, truly believe that their voices matter. That is beautiful. Look, I'm going to throw you on the spot right now where do you want this thing to really go honestly so now that I'm in it and I I have this vision and I I see how far it can go I really want lab rascals to be a household name I want um, kids to have access to it in their schools Um, I want it to be something that is accessible but at the same time, I want people to know. And just like, I feel like kids don't come to Lab Rascals. You don't, you know, like it's other programs that you sign your kid up for and they go to this program, like Kuma. Your kid go to Kuma, Mathnasium, they go to Kuma or they participate, but they don't become Kuma. Like kids become Lab Rascals. It's something that they actually become. So I just want more kids to become Lab Rascals. And it's just really meaning that to become a lab rascal just means that you really embrace being curious. You love to learn, you love to think, and you're constantly thinking of new things that you wanna explore, um, whether we're in camp or not in camp. And most of our campers, literally, <laughs> when we're on a subject, they are gonna come back telling me more because after camp, they are gonna go look up more, they're gonna be doing it like one parent we did a free um, thing for Valentine's Day and we built these structures with toothpicks and marshmallow and candy. And one kid, her mom was like, five hours later, she is still building different structures. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, parents and break. <laughs> so that that's, that's what a lab rascal is. And that's what I want. I just want more kids to be curious and love learning and I want it to be cool to learn love learning look is there an adult club <laughs> lab rascals because I'm ready to sign my name <laughs> so it's so funny you say that if you if you look at our comments we see that so many so much from um adults and then like in camp you know unless you have like a kindergartner because if you have a kindergartner you might have to sit there with them or be very close um, but if you have like a third grader, a fourth grader, typically, well, there's no reason why y'all there at that camp. <laughs> yeah. but they be they be in there and they be in there and they be listening. And my one friend, she texts me like, "My mama said she learned so much in lab rascal." 
<laughs> and then like the parents will be interested. Like when we did space, all the parents was like, oh my gosh, I saw Mars. I saw the ISS. Oh my gosh. Now I look at the moon every day. So it's, it's just really exciting. Even our team, as we build out stuff, they like, man, I learned so much. So <laughs> it's, it's really fun. <laughs> Oh my, look guys, if y'all are not enjoying this interview, come on, y'all got to get with it. Like that's the energy I felt when I came to your page. And that's why I reached out to you so quickly. Like you are doing some beautiful things and I want it to take off because it's a, it's a need. It is so needed. The information needs to be restored. It never really went anywhere. It just kind of shifted. Like you said, you know, it was blocked from certain communities, certain people groups. Well, hello, we're still here. We're still thriving. We're still intelligent. But now it's just time to step out and embrace the things we want to become. Because I love when you said that. We need to become this it's inside of you and I feel like as I just continue to study my own history how can people not go to higher education and still have the highest education you know what I mean like (laughs) so many people in our community did incredible things under the circumstances because you already have intelligence I and we're just very innovative. The things that we will invent, I feel like we are natural inventors, just period. <laughs> <laughs> just think of the things that like you, if you in a black household, the things that we use stuff for that that's really not what it's supposed to be used for, but we make it work. Like, I just feel like that's really kind of part of who we are. We're just a very resilient group of people. We are just very resilient and resourceful. And, um, I think that's what scientists are. That's what engineers are. That's what, you know, that's kind of part of us. Yeah, I agree. Did you have to be resourceful as you were building this out? So I think when people see Lab Rascals, I think people think that it's just like this business that got it all together and 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 that like, no, I work on it every single day. And I think of ideas and I have, I would say the biggest thing that helped Lab Rascals is our support system. People like you. Um, so many people, when they see our mission and our vision, um, we, we have a lot, a lot of support in the Black STEM community. So we reach out to Black and Brown and just the STEM community in general, actually, but when they see what we're doing and we're like, can you come talk to our rascals? They're like, sure. You know, we, so that is a big part of our program representation. So that has been great. Um, the homeschool community has been like a force to reckon with. <laughs> yes. I'm a homeschool mom. If you don't know. Yes. <laughs> okay. See, 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 I feel like the homeschool community is probably the biggest portion of our membership. Um, and I think that's because a lot of homeschoolers, they, they, they just are very um, innovative about learning and they're very open to, you know, finding new ways for their kids to learn. And we do have kids that are in traditional school as well, but sometimes it's difficult for their schedule. So the homeschooling communities have a little more flexibility with, um, what their kids are learning. So the homeschool community, I think we've, we got our first homeschoolers in like, July and then once we got them oh yeah that was it yeah (laughs) they told everybody (laughs) they tell everybody they spread the word and they're very um they they take a lot of pictures they take a lot of videos they they repost they're always there to support and you know they 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 mentor they coach so we're very open to feedback so they'll be like well have you thought of doing it this way or you know we're not trying to tell you what to do, but I'm a teacher. And have you, have you, have you considered this? And we take that feedback and and it has helped us. So I don't really feel like Lab Rascals took off because of me. I feel like it really took off because it was a need there that I realized as a parent and then just providing it and just having the support of of a community so I feel like without the community we would not be 
you know, successful. No one would like literally in April, we were in, we were in a school um, and we had uh, 50 followers on Instagram and I never really posted. But then when, you know, um, the pandemic happened, it kind of changed just to go more virtual. And we only got popular because of word of mouth. <laughs> so that's incredible. Because I like how you said it started with you as a parent. Number one, you, you were there and present and involved and caring develop something it took off come on homeschooling community <laughs> right, right. But, then, but then that community part because sometimes as women or you know household we feel like we can't do both I don't know where that lie came from and so you had this huge battle either you stay at home and be broke or you go leave your family and now your family's falling apart because you're chasing this money mm-hmm can you help us with the balance? Because it seems like you you didn't quite plan it, but it just happened. It, but it makes sense the way it unfolded. Absolutely. I didn't plan it. And it got more focused. I went to graduate school. I graduated graduate school in 2019. Um, and that kind of w- was where the shift came when I was like, okay, this is not a hobby anymore. I want to I make this a business. So I, I went to... My son was going to kindergarten and I wrote up a proposal. I had did a lot of research just to really understand because at first I was just having fun, just like let's expose them. But then I really wanted to make it something that was really, um, I wanted to have an impact because like kids can watch YouTube videos and have fun, right? Um, But they're going to forget what they just learned in two days or something. So I really wanted to understand like why was there a lack? Of, of scientists and engineers and why was there a lack of representation and it, it, it boiled down from my research to two main components and it was one early exposure um, kids that have people that have very early exposure to STEM they typically go on to you know go into the STEM field and the other was representation so when we say representation when you meet an engineer or a doctor it's a very very high chance that their parent was an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer you know it's like a family thing because people teach their kids these what unknown things so mm. if I want my kid to be if, if my kids said they want to be a doctor and I'm a doctor I'm a no okay we really got to focus on on the chemistry classes we really got to focus on so I'm going to really embed that but if you don't have that resource in your community to know like that someone giving you kind of a roadmap then you're going to be all over the place and then you have a lot of kids that say they want to be a doctor and they get to college and they've never even heard of the MCAT you know um so it's kind of like they're behind the curve so we're just like okay we can do both we're going to expose them to so many different career fields of people that look like them and then we're also going to you know start very early and just make our program um long term and just from my kids I learned that when we study one thing over a longer period of time, they retained it much better. Um, that's how they learned so much about space because we learned about space for like three months. And I think the homeschool community already knows this. This is kind of why they do their, um, what was it called? Block learning, right? Yeah. Um, so really once I you know, went to the school and she said yes, and we were in schools and then COVID happened. And when COVID happened, we were in the middle of our program. So I literally quickly, like within two weeks, just pivoted and went virtual. Um, But even when I went virtual, I just thought, okay, it's going to be the kids that's in the school. But then we were like, well, let's just, I was like, well, it's spring break coming up. (laughs) School had only been closed for like two weeks and it was a spring break. And I was like, well, I'm going to do a spring break camp. And I remember telling my best friend, I said, if 10 people sign up for this camp, I'm going to go crazy. 30 people signed up. I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay, we have something. And ever since then, every camp has sold out. Um, yeah. And just with, with balance, I, I, I would be lying if I say I balance. I'm stressed out a lot <laughs> trying to balance. Um, I feel like it's a little easier because I get to work with my kids doing Lab Rascals. Um, but because I work full time and um, they're doing homeschool as well, it's, it's challenging. So I don't want to 
put out a facade that I just have it all figured out and it's all perfect. Um, it's not, I, it's, I, I work on that every day. And that's why yesterday, some days I just, I take a day off. Like, you know, I had work to do yesterday, but I took a day off from my day job, from everything, no computer, no phone. And I spent time with my family only. Yeah, that's good. Now, do you mind me asking, what do you need to be full-time Club Rascal? Maybe oh, somebody absolutely. listening can can be assistance. I don't know. This is your opportunity. <laughs> oh, full-time Lab Rascals is happening June of 2022. I'm actually retiring from the military um, next summer. So that's the only thing. Um, the only reason I'm not full-time right now is because I'm just waiting on my retirement. I can't. I've done too long to, to walk away now. <laughs> so um, I'll be full-time Lab Rascals next summer. But as far as like what we need as a community, a Lab Rascals community, we just need people to to share, um, to, to learn more about us, to, if you are a STEM professional, to volunteer, to come talk to our Rascals, to come talk to our parents. And you don't have to be STEM. Um, join our Facebook group. It's called the Lab Rascal Experience. And we really just are community building. Like, if you sign up for a camp, that's fine. If you sign up for our membership, that's fine. But we're really more about building a community of, you know, excellence and just ensuring that kids have, have access to that. So that's more important than, than signing up or buying something from our perspective. That is beautiful. Because what instantly, I thought about franchise. I know, look, we on an interview and I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what came to my mind. If we had representation in a city, mm -hmm. you know, somebody who understands the STEM and says, okay, I can buy this kit, but now I want to start it in my community. Do, do you think you can come up with like a form or how it would look if we could do that? Because I think we can. Like the homeschool community, they can tell you, yeah, we can start this. You know, we're not playing. But, but do you have some type of structure where we can follow or, you know what I'm asking? Like, get the kids so everybody will have it and we're doing this on Saturday, whatever. Yes. Yeah, so we, we have something like that that the community could do already. So we have two business lines right now and we're, we're about to expand to three. So this is, no one knows this yet, but we're about to expand to three. But right now, your kid can participate in Lab Rascals through our live camps. So our live camps happen once a month, and that's on a Zoom. And it's very limited um, because we limit it to 30 households um, just so we can really, like, we really engage with the kids. We know your kids' names. We know if they're going to be late. We know their personalities. So we really <laughs> build relationships with these kids, you know. Um, so that's one way to be a Lab Rascal. Another thing that really... Um, we just launched January 1st is, is the Lab Rascals Experience, and that's a membership program. So with our membership program, basically you log in and you can get an annual membership or you can pay monthly. So it's basically the same thing as our, as our camps, but it's not live. So you, live in, you log into this portal and the curriculum is there for you. Um, and then every week you get two new, two new labs that will, you know, you log in and you get these two new labs. And what that comes with, um, it has the, the materials that you need. And if you looked at what we do, everything mostly can be bought at the dollar store. I would say 95% of stuff you can just buy at the dollar store. You get worksheets so that you can kind of reinforce the learning. And then you get the videos of, you know, us doing the live, the live lab, but we record it and we edit it and things like that. So what we're trying to get people to do, like if they want to do it in their community, you can buy a membership and you can do Lab Rascals in your community through membership. Like, do it that way. So right now, people buy their own kits. So that's our next business line that we'll be launching this summer where um, you can actually buy the kits to go with membership. That would be the thing. So I, I definitely think it's something that um, people can do on their own. Like we have most right now, all of our campers that are in membership, they just do it at a, on their own pace, especially our younger kids, because it's easier for them to pause the video, um, take breaks and things like that. And we do a lot of really cool stuff for people in membership too. Like we don't tell them, but they get little surprises. If you look at our story, um, 
or we'll put it in our highlights. One of our, we can see how they're progressing in our program. So one little girl, she just finished a human biology um, camp and membership. So we sent her a lab coat and we sent her a cute little button that said, you know, I'm a human biologist. So we, we do a little cute stuff to keep the kids engaged and keep them happy. If the homeschool community, so we, we don't intend on going franchise, but there is opportunities to, you know, run a membership pod or something like that where, um, they can still benefit from our curriculum and our program at a self-paced that's not live. That is wonderful. Like, uh, I'm just enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. Did you ever think you were going to homeschool? Was that a part of the plan or, uh-oh, I see the face. <laughs> not actually. So about, it was probably like two, three years ago. I listened to this podcast and it was a TED talk and I don't remember the little kid's name, but I just remember he was 10 and he did a TED talk about being a homeschooler. And, and I had come across about five homeschoolers, um, as an adult, like through my military career and like, you know, growing up when I hear homeschool, I just think, oh, they're weird. They're going to be socially awkward, blah, blah, blah. Just all these negative stereotypes that I thought. But as I started to meet homeschoolers, like, honestly, the homeschooling people that I met are typically, like, they're some of the smartest people I knew. And it was mostly because of their discipline. Like, they have, like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like us traditionally skilled people, like, we probably can only concentrate, like, 40 minutes, and that's it. Then we need a break, you know? Like, <laughs> we just can't concentrate as long, and we kind of need a little more guidance versus homeschool. They're just taught at a very, very young age to just be self-disciplined and be self-learners. So the people like in 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 the in my career, these are the people that I'm like, how do you know this? How are you retaining all this? How are you, how, how, why are you doing, you know, what would take me a week to do? How are you doing this in one day? You know, these are the homeschoolers. And then I wouldn't know that they're homeschoolers until later because they weren't socially awkward. They were none of that stuff. They were like regular people. Um, so after I heard that TED talk, I talked to my husband. I was like, I wish we could homeschool, but we just didn't think that two working parents could homeschool. We we're just like, well, you, who's going to stay home? You know? <laughs> so um, when COVID happened and we found our, our kid on the computer, so he was on a computer, my kindergartner, it was literally only 45 minutes twice a day, two 45 minute sessions. And it was so hard. Like I had to sit right next to him the whole time. And it was, it was brutal. It was horrible. It was miserable for everyone because he's in kindergarten. And then when they came out with the, the school schedule for the new school year, and they said they're going to be in school all day. As soon as I saw the schedule, I filled out my paper. I was like, we're not doing this. Um, so that kind of was like a put, a, a, it like pushed us to homeschooling kind of, but um, it has gave us a lot, a lot of freedom um, because we can do it anywhere. We can, you know. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> you can use um, we, anything. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we realized we were homeschooling a lot and we did, we weren't aware of it. So we actually, um, I reached out to some homeschoolers, um, comp consultants and talked to them about it. And they just gave us a lot of guidance and I follow a lot of homeschoolers and learn a lot from, you know, people that have been homeschooling longer. And um, my, my son is in a um, little learner mom. She, she has classes. So he does some of her classes as well. That's good. And do you guys use the library? Cause I know you're, you're busy, you're scheduled, but do y'all utilize it? Absolutely. Like our, our library lets you get 75 books at a time. Oh, um, yes. I knew that. <laughs> when COVID happened, I promise you, uh, we went to the library, like, it was, I think, the day before everything shut down, because we just didn't know. We went to the library, because um, it was like, they, they sent us a note Thursday and said, school, the last day of school is tomorrow, March 13th, we're shutting down. Um, and of course, we thought it was going to be like, for like a week or something. And then we went to the library that Friday, or maybe that Saturday. And we had, like, I had a whole wagon full of books it was like 75 books and we never in a million years thought we would have those books until July you know <laughs> but they definitely helped so yeah we we go to the library every month and um we we kind of have themes in our homeschooling like um we always like a, to have a country so we study a country a month 
um, we study like a state a week um, and then we'll have like a thing that we're learning about. Usually if we're studying a country, we're studying that culture as well. Uh, we always have science because of lab rascals. Then like if my kids are going through something, um, like my, my oldest child, um, we have been having some challenges with confidence and things like that. So we get a lot of books to kind of like um, help and build character, how to explain character building and confidence and anxiety and things like that. So we definitely utilize the library. That's a great idea. I love that. Oh my gosh. So do you consider yourself as a homeschooler now? Oh, we definitely are homeschoolers because our kids are not enrolled in public school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I would say yes. But like when, when people ask, are you a forever homeschooler? Um, we're not sure. We're not like, because we're not anti traditional school either um we just have to do what's best for our family at the time so for right now homeschooling is best for our family but we don't know if it will always be that way so we don't yeah 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 I agree because I tell people that all the time I don't know why they keep asking are they gonna go to school are they gonna graduate <laughs> I'm like I don't know because I didn't choose homeschooling either I, I made the choice because my daughter um we took her to private school for um, preschool and mm -hmm. she was already reading at the end of it. So when I tried to put her in public school, they said her birthday was late, you know, off the schedule. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'm not going to make her go back to pre-K because she knows everything. And that's how we started. So the, the question, will they go to school? I have no idea. I never meant to homeschool. Like that wasn't my angle. It just happened. And so right. I'm still not against school, but I see the benefits from homeschooling. So I would like to continue homeschooling, but that doesn't mean one day the opportunities won't be there for them to go to school either. So how old is your daughter? My oldest is 11 now. Okay. And she's, yeah, she's getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. We started like a month before her fifth birthday, but you mentioned something you didn't know you were homeschooling. So my story, uh, when she was younger, it was just me and her a lot. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. I went to the library. I went to the park. I went to, you know, different lakes. Like I just had her outside and I, wanted that quality time with her but I also did it with intention I wanted her to to make better choices than I made you know and get more exposure so right. I was always just reading to her or looking up some type of YouTube learning video that's what we were doing the whole time right and when me and her father got married I became a housewife then I had more children and so it's like uh oh, we're homeschooling on accident but it was kind of already there without me knowing did you right. see your family doing that too when you said we kind of already was sort of doing it yes because like for example I guess we were doing unit studies but we weren't aware of it because when my kids so we kind of we're kind of like child-led you know not with English and math but with other things it's like okay what do you guys want to learn about so my kids at an ex at a point they were really really into space like I'm talking about so we we went all out we we got the 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 stickies um we would go to the air and space museum we you know we live in the DC area which is really great so what? Oh, hold on, my husband must have know I've been there. Okay, <laughs> can you hear that music? Yeah, but it's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. Hey. Y'all, this is real life. For real. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> But it happens all the time. Like when I record or when I, you know, go to the edit, you're going to hear noise in the background. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, he have a whole concert. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I feel like we were doing unit study because we like, we went to Goddard. We were building rockets. We were watching YouTube videos. We were just doing everything space um, because they were into that. And then we went to dinosaurs and we were just doing everything dinosaurs. So we were getting the library books about dinosaurs. And it was just kind of like we were 
just really deep diving on it because that's what they were interested in. But we would just make everything be about that subject. Um, but we didn't know or, and we always do like engineering stuff, but we just never looked at that as homeschool. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you could share that. Cause I, I don't think I knew you were a homeschooler, but <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because of the uncertain times, people really don't have information. They don't know what to do. And that's why you feel like you can't do it. And I, I told my sister, um, years I've been having conversations with her before the COVID I was like your answer is homeschooling I'm telling you what I know the freedom you're looking for everything you're telling me I know this will help you and mm-hmm. so when COVID hit she was like oh it wasn't that bad no it wasn't because I've been <laughs> telling you for years to do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just think it's a lot of negative stigma yeah. and you I think we think we can't do it because we think homeschool is regular school done at home. And we're like, there's no way. I don't have eight hours after work to do school. So you just think that you can't do it. Be, but once you really learn, homeschool is not regular school done at home. It's totally different. Um, and I think that's why we always think we can't do it because we're trying to replicate the school system at home yeah and I also want to encourage you guys that each family (laughs) they do everything different Mm -hmm. everything different (laughs) well we learned that we do different stuff with different kids (laughs) yeah and I was gonna say my homeschool looks different every day so (laughs) I feel like a different family every day but it's just it's true it's real life and don't give up if you want to try and it's not working out the way you thought in your head just keep going because we've been doing it this will be seven years um coming august we started in august in north carolina but yeah it'll be seven years and i probably should have stopped a long time ago (laughs) but but that's because it's messy but I'm so glad we just hung in there because more opportunities are starting to open. Like we're getting into that flow and that rhythm and it's just a nice season that we're in. So it doesn't sound like you guys went through like that low, low that I went through. Oh, oh okay. Never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no. So, um, I, like, we just don't talk like, I'm just like, I have a private page on Instagram and I put a little more on my private page. And that's where I struggle a lot um, with how much of me and my family do I put on Club Black Rascals. Cause sometimes I feel like people not here for you. They want to know about this club. They want to know about this, but then other people are like, no, people want to know the story behind the company. They want to, they want to see that, you know? Um, but um, no, with my, my six-year-old, we are definitely struggling with homeschool, um, but we are actively engaged in trying to mitigate and try new things. So we don't think we found the perfect system for him yet. We don't think we found um, exactly what's gonna work for him. And then sometimes we're like, well, maybe he needs to go back to school, but we're not sure, but we're just trying to really process that and work through that and just, try different things like we just like two days ago signed up for uh um raz like uh, reading a to z because like he's really really good at math um he loves science but he is not a fan of reading of finding points like because it's just like sometimes when you're online it just seems like everyone has everything together everything is just perfect um and i was just saying i struggle with how much to reveal about like on my personal page I review I talk about a little more but it's private because it's it's just it's nothing really on there but my kids you know <laughs> people would be bored if they went on my personal page um but on lab schools I struggle with how much of myself and my family to put on there because partially I'm like people don't care about what you're doing. They just want to know about the lab. They want to know about the club. And then the other part of me is like, well, people want to know the story behind the brand. They want to know, you know, who this is and they want to see that. So I struggle with that. Um, 
but when it comes to the lows of homeschooling, um, we are we are definitely struggling with my six year old. Um, he is not a fan of English or phonics or reading. Um, he's really really good at math. He's really good at science, um, engineering, building stuff. But um, we haven't really found a a good. We haven't really gotten our groove when it comes to phonics and English and reading. Um, so we're just constantly trying new things, and we just started him in like one-on-one tutoring because we're just really trying to trying to help him thrive and then you know as a parent sometimes it's, it's frustrating because they just it's not that he just can't do it sometimes it's just he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't enjoy it but it's like it's reading I know you want to let your kid do what they want to do but reading is not something you say well they didn't really want to you know so, so uh, we definitely um, struggle with homeschooling, but at the same time, we understand that um, even if we send him back to school, if he doesn't enjoy those things, then it will be worse because he's not going to get one-on-one. He's not going to get the curriculum being changed the, because of him. It's going to be, this is what it is. So, you know, it, it's frustrating as a parent because sometimes you feel like you're failing your child, you know, if they're not thriving when it comes to reading and things like that. But at the same time, we know that we're every single day constantly working on it. So I, I think that's part of being a good parent is just not feeling like your kid just has to be where other kids are and not comparing and being okay with your kid going at their own pace as long as you're doing something every day yeah I agree because a lot of people don't know my homeschool struggle they have they just know I've been doing it for a while <laughs> but they don't have, they have no clue what's been going on behind the scenes and I I do know you you can fall behind but the encouragement is knowing if you keep going at some point you know, if you're putting the effort in there, at some point, you're going to find that thing. And mm -hmm. it's going to work out because I have caught and I do this in quotations, guys, I have caught my kids up so many times. Mm -hmm. And th true, this is so true. Yesterday or the day before, when we was doing school, my daughter, I have not been consistent because I have four kids and a whole bunch of other stories to tell with mm -hmm. that, right? <laughs> but <laughs> But my daughter and my son, I have not been able to be hands-on in their school. So I haven't done a lot of math. And she's technically in first grade. Well, what did I do two days ago? I did the math. And then I started doing multiplication, literally on the spot. Because two plus two plus two, it is multiplication. Two mm -hmm. times three. Like, I broke it down to them. So my point is I'm teaching them multiplication without teaching them addition, but it's all blending together. So I'm going to catch them up and they're going to be ahead because you're not supposed to learn multiplication till third grade. <laughs> right. And I think, and that's, I think, I think that's our struggle because we are indoctrinated. Like we are indoctrinated. So even for us to break our own indoctrination is hard because really we, we, even though we homeschool, we still have this standard based on regular school. So we're still like, where are they supposed to be? But it's like, in, in reality, if they're working on something every day and they're doing their best, then they are where they're supposed to be, right? But it's, it's hard for us um, because I feel like, of course, I'm going to be nervous. Like my, um, when he, because he did Spanish immersion for kindergarten. So then we started um, first grade and I bought him the first grade stuff so I was like oh man maybe we need to get the, the kindergarten curriculum and for math we're doing I think we're on second grade math going to sometimes third grade type of math stuff so with math is no struggle and then when you talk about consistency mm -hmm. yes it's hard yeah, it's super, hard. super super hard um and I can't imagine with four kids how hard and it no is. help like this is me doing it so I have help so and, and that's another struggle I have help I we have we have a nanny and and she does it but I actually moved like I have to teach my six-year-old um because my my four-year-old thrives with her my six-year-old I just think so I move like we should we have a joint office now he he his desk in here my desk in here you know 
<laughs> I love that. Joined so, office. <laughs> yes. So I'm in a crazy meeting and I'm like, okay, go take a break. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's just, it's just, it's, it's tough. And I, I do think, um, I think it'll be a little easier um, when I retire next year. I'm not gonna say easy, but I do feel it will be a little easier, but I just don't think, I don't think parenting, parenting is easy at all ever. So I just think like, once you accept that, and not have this expectation that it's going to be easy, then it'll alleviate some of your stress. So as you as you go through challenges, you just know like, well, I know it's not going to be like on TV. So just do your best and love your kids. I, I think that's my biggest thing as a mom. Like if my kids know that they're loved and like they truly genuinely know that they are loved and that they are heard, then that means more to me than, you know, if they could do quantum physics (laughs) yeah i i agree this conversation was so beautiful i'm gonna let you get back to your family do you have any final words for us i just want to say thank you so so much um i really really appreciate being invited on your show i love the mission of what you're doing just you know listening to different women and their stories i always love to see women thrive and I even love love even more to see black women thrive um and I I I just love that I get to have so many friends online and I know like this is like our first real conversation but I think this just broke the ice and we'll have more conversations Um, and I'm excited about it and now I know I have another homeschool mom that when I'm stressed (laughs) out (laughs) yeah and you don't know um my parents I'm going back and forth right now but they're in VA. Like when you Great. say human, I'm right there. <laughs> oh, yes. I, yes, we can do lunch. I would, I would love it. Um, but as far as Lab Rascals, I would love for people to follow us at Club Lab Rascals. Um, visit our website, www.clublabrascals. Um, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called the Lab Rascals Experience um so that's it just talk to your kids listen to your kids and stem doesn't you could be doing stem without breaking out any activities i give i'm a challenge parents to this this is a question like a dinner question that parents can ask their kids and it will be super exciting you can ask your kids if dinosaurs were alive today with people how would you build your house and that conversation will be so exciting and so funny <laughs> look i'm excited because i'm about to ask my kids right now <laughs> yes and they're gonna say all kind of stuff and it's gonna be so funny and then like uh, you're not even gonna have to answer because <laughs> you're like some of them gonna be like we're gonna live underground and then you're gonna be like that's gonna be like an earthquake some of them i said we should just build a really really tall like tree house and then my son's like yeah then you're gonna just take his tail and swipe the tree <laughs> And I was like, that's right. And then another thing, he was like, just live with the herbivores. Then you'll be fine. <laughs> that is, look how smart that is. <laughs> yeah, so those are the like type of dinner conversations that we have where you really, it's fun, it's engaging, and you get to really hear how your kids think. And, you know, um, that's a STEM conversation. And it's a fun conversation. So I just encourage parents that feel like they're busy, they don't have time just, you know, on a car ride or at the dinner table, ask your kids questions like that. Like, if I went to Mars, what would I take? I only get to take five things. What are you going to take? You know, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And we definitely are going to have future convos. Like, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for sharing our story. I appreciate it. You're welcome. (laughs)